Christmas is often considered a happy holiday, full of warm fires and tasty food and a feeling of warmth. This wasn't always the case. During the dark nights of Christmas, it used to be tradition to gather around and tell tales of spectres and ghosts. Hello and welcome back to Paranormal Hotline Podcast. My name's Kaylee, and I'm joined by my co-ghost, Oshin. Hello. Co-ghost in the flesh. Yeah, I know, right? And we're like sitting here by the fire, getting ready to listen to some spooky tales. And I've made us a special drink just to try tonight. <laughs> I've made us a drink that's called Scaltine. And it's a drink that used to be made by the Hellfire Club. It consists of like cream, whiskey, sugar, a little bit of spices, and butter. A bit of butter. <laughs> a bit of butter. Yes, butter. Um, it's usually heated as well with a poker from the fire, but Ooh, I actually like, don't have a poker, believe it or not. I've got a massive like, shovel, massive but I don't shovel, think yeah. that would fit into the, into the cup. So I just heated it on the stove and that will have to do. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea how this is going to taste, by no. the way. This could be disgusting. In my head, it's like... Um, You're just so excited. Almost like custard, based on what you put in it. No, custard's made with like egg, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. It has sugar and butter, which is a delicious combination. It is a delicious combination, but the, I can see the butter starting to settle on the top of the <laughs> cup because it doesn't really mix with the rest of it. So, um, yeah, it doesn't look very appealing. <laughs> it looks like hot milk with butter melting on the top. I mean... All right, we, we got to try we it have anyway, a, we so... Have a little sip. Schlante. Schlante. Oh, you just drank all the foam off the tub. Oh my God. That's very nice. That is so good. I pictured like medieval paupers drinking this shit. This is delicious. This is excellent. I'm going to have to get the recipe from you, which you just said. I'll listen back for the recipe. You're going to have to listen to the podcast. Yeah, I'm going to have to. <laughs> <laughs> That's really good. Can That's you delicious. picture just sitting up in the Hellfire Club drinking this shit? It was freezing when we were up there too. That would have hit the spot. It would have, yeah. We should have brought like a flask of this stuff <laughs> up with us. That would have been class. Although I feel like the the butter would have like hardened. <laughs> just formed a cap in the... Oh my god. I wasn't expecting this. I was expecting this to be vile and we'd both be gagging, but it's really good. I am very pleasantly surprised. <laughs> I imagine the poker will bring on different sort of aspects to it as well, because I imagine it could go down the route of like caramelizing it a bit or whatever because you know if it's red hot mm. poker it's gonna like yeah that's true i didn't even think of that um or like burn it a little so it's just before christmas now when this episode comes out uh we'll be in that weird period after christmas but like before new year's where it's kind of like it's kind of like the twilight zone as i like to call it like yeah. i don't know what day it is or what time it is and i'm constantly tipsy yeah you don't know who you're, you, you are yourself yeah. like you know it's up is down down is up it's a confusing time and I'm looking forward to that time. So if you're in that time currently, congratulations. We will be there shortly. So I wanted to look at some Christmas stories. And when I think of Christmas stories, I immediately think of Charles Dickens. Yeah. This story is about a cryptid that was spotted in London when Charles Dickens was still alive. What? So I thought it would be the perfect story to cover. <laughs> this is the story of... Have you ever heard of Spring-Heeled Jack before? The name, yes. Yeah. You don't know anything about him. I have a feeling like there's a weird connection to... No, I'm thinking of something else. What are you thinking of? I was thinking, is there a connection to the Hellfire Club involved? No, there's not, okay, who, unfortunately. There's, who well, there could of? be. Nobody knows where spring Jack came from, and people suspect the occult. Yeah. No, you know what? I'm thinking of uh, the Jack Lantern Man. 
and oh, the right. connection to Ireland and yeah, Curramore yeah. as opposed to maybe it's not Curramore. I'm there is a connection to Curramore in this story, but what? it's not what you're expecting at all. All right, so let me just tell you the story. So it's 1837 in London. And I always assumed Springheel Jack happened like after Jack the Ripper. Like I assume that's where the Jack came from in it. But Jack the Ripper was in 1888. So mm. this is before, this predates Jack the Ripper. Okay. Which was weird to me. The first ever reported sighting of Springheel Jack uh, was from a well-known businessman in London who was returning home late from work one night when he saw a figure of a man jump over a high railing of a nearby cemetery and land right in front of him. So he just kind of like, boing. Hello. Uh, he wasn't attacked, but he was shocked when he saw this like disturbing man, this muscular man that <laughs> he described as being muscular and devilish in feature <laughs> with big pointy ears and a pointy nose and glowing eyes. Oh. oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of a disturbing thing to see on your walk home. So from the first sighting onwards, like there are tons of reports of sightings of spring Jack. Like it was an almost nightly occurrence that this man was bothering people his usual method was to like spring in front of people either over a wall or over a front fence or to jump like from a rooftop <laughs> and he would just attack them oh okay so yeah. he's, he's actually being oh, he's a, a, a major a, inconvenience a dastardly man <laughs> he usually targeted women but not exclusively so he would attack men often but mostly women okay and when he did attack you he would use his razor sharp claws to rip your clothes and scratch at your flesh so he'd oh, like no. I, I assume it's like a wolverine claws so this is just something that people were commonly seeing around london like several people were attacked like some women had like their entire clothes ripped off by this man it was it was not a nice thing like when i first started Prince spring jack i just assumed it was like a a boogeyman yeah but he was like a, a pest um not a good man so a woman named Mary Stevens encountered Jack in October of 1837 while she was on her way from Lavender Hill through to Clapham Common. How does a place get a name like Clapham? (laughs) Explain that to me. Clapham Common. Clapham. Yeah, like from the lovely place of Lavender Hill through to Clapham Common. I don't know if it's Clapham. It's Clapham. I know it's spelled Clapham, but I think, you know, it's Clapham. Yes, but it's Clapham. If you're from Clapham, <laughs> write in and tell us. So she was attacked by a cloaked figure who first leapt at her and tore her clothes. So he ripped some of her, her cape, like her cloak and stuff. She, mm-hmm. And as the girl is screaming in horror, the assailant fled from the scene. Uh, and despite a thorough search, there was no trace of him ever found. Oh man, I can't get over how good this is. This is so nice. Great it's like taste. perfect for this like story as well. Yeah. <laughs> If anybody's at home is like thinking of making some scaltine, you should definitely make it for make it for New Year's. It gets the seal of approval. It do. So the very next day, Springheel Jack was seen in Mary's neighborhood. So this is a woman who was attacked the night mm-hmm. before, uh, where he jumped in front of a coachman and caused the coachman to lose control. So the horses like freaked out. The coachman couldn't get control and crashed the coach. He then gave out a horrific shriek of laughter and made his getaway by jumping over a nine-foot-high wall. <laughs> nine-foot high. Like, he just springs over it. It's not like he jumped up and grabbed onto it. Like, he... Boing, like a standing jump. And he's just Ooh. gone. <laughs> Who has a nine-foot-tall vertical? <laughs> like, this guy would be so good at basketball. That's insanely high. Is How it? high do you think you can jump? Me? Yeah. Just, like, on the spot? Yeah. I say I get as tall as the table. I don't fucking believe that for a second. No? No way. 
Give me a sec. <laughs> we gotta test this now. Mind the stove. No, no, I mean, you can't bend your knees. You gotta jump and your feet... Oh, Christ. Stay, stay, stay straight. I can't bend my... So, how do I jump then? You just jump. You bend your knees down and then straighten your legs and oh, keep right, them right, straight. Right, like, come on. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, no, no, no. Oh, my God, you're doing it completely wrong. <laughs> keep your legs straight, you big gangly man. <laughs> yeah, so you only got about as high as the chair. <laughs> Whereas, like, when basketball players can do that, they can get, like, really high up. Just launch themselves. Like, probably over my head height. High, but this is nine foot. In I once the jumped air. over a wheelie bin. Okay, but you bent your knees, right? Oh, absolutely. You didn't like. <laughs> I had a run as well. Okay. I thought it was impressive, nonetheless. <laughs> it's not impressive at all. Jumping over a wheelie bin. A wheelie bin is not that high. Oh, but they're also wide. What's that have to do with anything? Your legs are tucked up. Yeah, but you know, you have to be unless warm. you spread them out, in which case it doesn't count at all. No, no, no. That's just. That's a dangerous thing to do. What if you caught off it? It's got wheels. It's going to roll yeah. out from yeah. underneath you. Or well, well, can you jump nine foot into a graveyard? No, God, no. 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 Did you scare horses? No. What if I'm hiding all this information because I'm actually Spring Hill Jack in disguise? I mean... No, I, I don't think I could do it. There's a link further down oh, no. into this of this story to, to local, local places. Local so places. I'll, uh, I'll get to that shortly. But Spring Hill Jack, what do you think of him so far? He's kind of just like a bit of a nuisance the description of his face is a bit yeah. wild yeah yeah but i'm wondering how much of that is just like people in shock going like oh you know but being able to jump nine foot regardless but there was a lot of people who saw him and a lot of people described him as pointing pointy ears and glowing eyes i'm gonna send you a picture of uh oh yeah I'll open up of spring-heeled jack just so you can get a better look at what he what he looked like that's victorian batman <laughs> You know what? I actually had that written down in my notes as well. I was like, this is ye old Batman. Except if he was a villain. He is very stylish. He is very stylish. But he was described as wearing those tight white pants as well. <laughs> so he just kind of looks French, to be honest, in that drawing. He looks like Dick Dastardly. He does look like Dick Dastardly. I like his um his top. It's like kind of like skeleton vibes in the yeah, drawing. Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. If you're enjoying the podcast, think about helping us out by checking out our Patreon this helps us keep the podcast running and you get exclusive access to our Discord where we are always chatting about the latest episode and posting spooky things like memes, behind the scene photos and extra information on our episodes. So subscribe to us at patreon.com forward slash paranormal hotline. You can also help us out for free by simply rating the podcast wherever you listen to it. It doesn't take too long and it really helps us out so we can continue bringing you amazing weekly episodes for you to listen to. You can also follow us on Spotify, Twitter, and Instagram, where you can always stay up to date with the latest episodes. We are at ParanormalHL on Twitter and at ParanormalHotline on Instagram. So it got so bad in London, like there were so many appearances of him that the mayor of London actually made a public announcement about spring Jack and like some of the stories that happened to him and like beware of spring Jack and shit. He was really commonly spotted in London, apparently. He was just the Batman pest of yield london and people were afraid to go out at night for fear of spring yield jacks but specifically women which is fair very fair i mean nothing's changed no <laughs> people are still, women are still scared to go out at night um but i think he got kind of like fed up of waiting for people to come out at night like i think he just got put off that there weren't there weren't women wandering around the streets based on this next story oh no so there's a woman called jane alsop who was in her father's house on the night of the 19th of february when there was a knock at the door and it was a policeman who told her that there had been an accident 
and asked her to bring a light as he had caught Springheel Jack in the lane. And as she opened the door, she saw a cloaked figure waiting there. She handed the candle over to him. The man suddenly threw off his cloak and revealed a hideous and frightful appearance. With fiery eyes, he vomited blue and white flames into Jane's face and then tore off her gown and inflicted bloody scratches on her neck and arms with metal claws. What? But Jane's sister appeared and scared the man away. How scary is Jane's sister? <laughs> Jane's sister's like this bodybuilder. Like, duff, duff. He heard her coming before he saw her. Um, I don't know. I assume he just got a fright and ran away. But uh, yeah, he got metal claws now and flames. What? How fucking scary would that be? Imagine a Garda coming scary. to your door and then suddenly it's just like, what? It <laughs> breathes fire into your face. How terrifying would that be? Maybe he was out drinking and the candle just like, you know, set fire to his breath. <laughs> A blue flame is indicative of alcohol. <laughs> well, hold that note for later, Ashin, because that is kind of relevant. What? So. You say it's relevant. It's, like, it's all these tiny little things yeah, I've said so funny. far. It is funny that you said that. And these. it's just. Yeah. They, they don't is. seem linked yet. <laughs> it will be shortly. So not only is he harassing people on the streets, now it isn't safe in your own home either. He's doing his own sick version of trick-or-treating. You can't even trust the guards. <laughs> no, nobody can be trusted. If only there was like doorbell cameras back then. <laughs> oh, imagine imagine the video. God, that poor woman. Oh. <laughs> Do you think she lost like all the hair on her face? Because like if you have fire in your face, you like lose the hair first, right? Yeah. Or it kind of puffs up. Oh. This is my fourth set of eyebrows. Yeah, they're not really back yet either, are they? Well, they're blonde to begin with. <laughs> How many messing? Um, yeah, so Springheel Jack was kind of sighted regularly up until the 1870s in London. But even that, he'd kind of lived on as like a boogeyman character. Mm. Parents would tell their children that if they didn't behave, Springheel Jack would jump into their windows at night. <laughs> Which would definitely be scary enough for me as a child. Yeah. What? Like, if you don't behave, he'll come in. It's like, he's going to come in anyway. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, go to bed or else Springheel Jack will come in. Is there like, <laughs> what, into my window and I'm asleep? Yeah. I'll be awake and ready for him. Yeah. Like, there was even sightings of him uh, beforehand, of him, like, going, running across people's roofs and stuff, like, springing oh, around like a, like a giant <laughs> flea. Yeah, but there were definitely other sightings of him even after that period. They were just kind of less frequent. Like, up until then, he was regularly spotted. Mm. Like, just harassing At people. large. Yeah. And it's, like, funny because, like, in the 1870s, they had a period of, like, 10 years where everything was safe, and then Jack the Ripper appeared, <laughs> just constantly being harassed by Jack's. So what is Springheeled Jack, and why can he jump so high? So some people speculate that Springheeled Jack was like an extraterrestrial being. Um, he was definitely human-looking, but he had like unusual features, like his pointy ears and glowing eyes. Mm -hmm. And being able to jump so high doesn't is not human. Maybe <laughs> so he like, was from a strong gravity planet, so yeah, strong legs. Yeah, like the way if somebody's on the moon, they can jump higher. Like, is mm. he from another planet where the gravity was stronger? So when he comes here, Very he can muscly. like bounce everywhere. Um, as much as I love that theory, I don't think it adds up because no. uh, I don't think aliens try to rip clothes off each other, <laughs> hopefully. We don't know their cultures. That's true. Uh, another theory was that Springheel Jack was a demon that was either summoned by accident or intentionally by Satanists. I like this theory, but if yeah. it was that easy, I feel like there'd be a lot of Springheel Jacks running around the place, <laughs> especially with like how easy information is to pass nowadays. Oh, nowadays, yeah, sure. Yeah, there'd everyone be like be a million. Trying. Everyone would be spring Jack. Like, everyone would have their own personal spring Jack that they'd have to watch out for. He'd be riding around on his back. Yeah, yeah. 
Hmm. That's not a bad idea. <laughs> That'd be pretty handy. Yeah, I suppose, like, if you think about it that way, like, the Hellfire Club could come in in that sense because mm -hmm. they were doing They're a probably cult shit. Yeah. I mean, they definitely probably knew about Spring Heel Jack. There is one person, however, who was the most suspected of being Spring Heel Jack. You've probably heard of this man before, Oshin, because we actually have talked about him before. Okay. And he was the number one suspect by the mayor of London as well. He was ne well known for being a nuisance in London at the time. I think I see where it's going. Yep. <laughs> I'm talking about the Irish Marquis of Waterford. He's the number one suspect of being spring Jack because oh he was gosh. just such a pest in London at the time. He actually was like just wrecking the place constantly. He was just like rich college boy who had lots of money and didn't get in any trouble whatsoever. Uh, we talked about the Marquis of Waterford before on this podcast when we talked about the family curses in Waterford. Yeah. Because they were a local family to us uh, who were cursed. I used to live on the estate in yeah. the poor houses. So you could have lived on the same estate as spring Jack. Oh my god. <laughs> Obviously not the same time period. No. But, but this man, uh, the Marquis of Waterford, was from the same family. His name was uh, Henry Beresford. He was the third Marquis of Waterford. And he was nuts and frequently causing trouble in London at the time. Uh, you've heard of the phrase painting the town red, haven't you? Yeah. Well, this man is the reason we say that. <laughs> like, that's how crazy he was. Like, people don't believe me that he was nuts. The phrase painting the town red comes from him. So this is what the wiki says about the incident. In the early hours of Thursday, 6th of April, 1837, time period sound familiar? <laughs> any, any chance? Henry Beresford, the third Marquis of Waterford and his fox hunting friends arrived in Melton Mowbray at the Thorpe End toll gate. So they, they were arriving at a toll gate where you have to pay to go across the bridge or whatever. Mm. They had been drinking heavily at the Croxton races and understandably the tollkeeper asked to be paid before he opened the gate for them. Sadly for him, some repairs were underway and ladders, brushes and a lot of red paint were lying nearby. The Marquis and his cronies seized them and attacked the tollkeeper, painting him and a constable who showed up red. <laughs> <laughs> So a constable showed up to like intervene and stop them and they just hello, painted hello, him hello. red as well. <laughs> Get him, boys! <laughs> uh, they, then, they then nailed up the door of the toll house and painted that red before moving into town carrying the stolen equipment. Oh my god. They rampaged down the Beast Street, now Sheridan Street, or Sherrard Street, through the marketplace and into Burton Street, painting doors as they passed. <laughs> Pulling on doorknobs and knocking over flower pots at the Red Line, now part of the Harborough Hotel, Harborough Hotel, they pulled down the sign and threw it in the canal. At the Old <laughs> Swan Inn and the marketplace, next to what is now Grapes, the Marquis was hoisted onto the shoulders of another man to paint the carved Swan Inn sign there red. <laughs> in sorry, in 1988, when the Old Swan porch fell down, traces of the red paint were found on the back of the carved Swan. <laughs> when it was removed for restoration. Oh <laughs> so in the 80s, they actually found rem like remnants of the red paint that was oh used. Oh my gosh. Which is just mad. <laughs> so yeah, this guy was like rampaging around London in the same year, the same time period as spring Jack, destroying the place. <laughs> it makes sense. It does make sense. The only bit that doesn't make sense to me is the fire breathing. But then when you said spitting <laughs> alcohol turns blue, I was like, it does, doesn't it? <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, even the mayor of London speculated the Spring Heel Jack was the Marquis of Waterford. <laughs> they assumed it was just him being drunk and scaring people. Like he got this costume or something and was like jumping out and scaring people. It doesn't explain the fire breathing or the insane jumping. But I can picture him jumping out front of coaches and causing accidents while dressed up just for the crack. Yeah. Like, it's so funny to me. This is me expla- trying to figure out how to explain the case of if, you know, let, let's work backwards and this is probably the wrong thing to do. See, it is him, right? Right. Regular fellow that just has a lot of money sort of thing. Yeah. Just like Batman. Just like Batman. Um, but is that where you were going? No. <laughs> uh, say he's not jumping from the other side of a wall. It's dark out. He's just jumping down from on top of the wall. Right. Okay. Okay. So suddenly he's like, oh, where did he come from? You know, oh, he must, you know, ah. thinking that he jumped over a wall. Well, right. then, like, you know, so whatever, eight, eight, nine feet. But then, whatever, he makes his getaway. They're in shock. If he's just out of sight, you know, yeah. you're going to piece together, oh, he must have jumped back over the wall. <laughs> See, that's rational. What I was thinking is, like, his friends had a rope tied around him. <laughs> just <laughs> yanked him back up the wall. <laughs> <laughs> the whiplash yeah <laughs> like that makes more sense to me um but no you're totally right if he just jumped off a wall and somebody was like oh he jumped off this wall and maybe the floor the story got flipped around or mm-hmm. something and then someone was like oh he jumped up onto the wall you know yeah it's, it's an easy mistake to make i wish i could go back in time and like just follow this dude yeah, just see what the, what he got up to because like the gopro on <laughs> yeah strap a gopro to his head live stream it on twitch parkour um, yeah i mean uh, I can see why the mayor thought it was him, you know? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure he's just, like, suspect number one anyway. Yeah, I mean, it had to be. Do you think they're just always keeping tabs on where he was? Just, <laughs> I don't know, as, like, like, a troublemaker. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you know who's back in town? Oh, my God, probably, probably. It's just funny that he's from, like, our town, which is, like, a small town. Yeah. Um... <laughs> And he just caused so much fucking trouble, man. Oh, to be rich and to not give a fuck what happens. Like, the untouchable because the you're audacity rich. of this bitch. He painted not just like the toll keeper, not just the guy at the gate, the constable that showed up, like, <laughs> painted. It's like, hang on now, we don't want any trouble here, lads. <laughs> like, they proceed to engage in more trouble. I'm pretty sure, like, they, to- they tied up the toll gate guy and everything. They nailed the door closed, I presume, with him on the other side. <laughs> I just assumed they nailed it. Yeah, that makes sense, I guess. I'm shocked they didn't I, throw him into the river, to be honest. <laughs> I thought you were going to say something like, oh, he, you know, he kept the, do- the gate closed, the toll gate closed, so he just jumps over. <laughs> oh my god, imagine. Also, I should mention, he had a nine foot vertigo. <laughs> he started Waterford's basketball league. <laughs> no, that's insane. Yeah, but the episode today wouldn't be complete without mentioning a similar figure known as Parak, the Springman of Prague, who was reported to have been seen in Czechoslovakia around 1939 to 1945, with almost the exact same description as, as Spring Heel Jack. Oh. He had those claws, he'd spring around nine foot into the air and scratch at women's clothing. So is this a copycat? <laughs> or is this like... Some other rich kid. Like, I feel like this is like some sort of initiation thing for some sort of cult, right? Like, you gotta jump out and harass people in this costume that is we have. Like, a, like a, a special crime fighting team? You know, like the Power Rangers? Yeah, but like the opposite of crime fighting. Crime doing team. We don't know what they're doing, like, in between times. No, they're definitely not solving anything. No, probably not. <laughs> or helping anyone. <laughs> Especially that poor woman who had her face burned. But... Oh, that's true, yeah. <laughs> Uh, when was the Prague one? Uh, 1939. Okay. 
so it was a good few years later. Yeah, so it's not like he disappeared off to Prague. Yeah, it was nearly 100 years after the first original mm. case of Spring-Heeled Jack. What do you think the spring, like, if he, if he did have to build, like, spring mechanics to, like... Oh, yeah, right. Give himself that bounce. Do you think he could build something like that? Yeah, but you could shatter your knees pretty quick. <laughs> <laughs> You're the one who'd know more about this than me. I, I, don't, I don't build mad contraptions. Steam powers. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Like, you know, get a lot more power out of a lot smaller space than with, uh, with just, springs. Just springs. If he already had, like, a good vertical, and then he added springs. Or what about those, like, kangaroo legs? You know those things? Yeah, well, I mean, you can jump real high with them. How high can you jump with kangaroo legs? The answer with how high can you jump with moon shoes? Not Three very. to five feet and run up to 20 miles per hour. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty high, but uh, it's not nine foot. So what do you think it is, Oshin? Do you think it's a supernatural entity? Do you think it's an alien? Do you think it's the Marquis of Waterford? I think it's the Marquis of Waterford. Do you think he is a supernatural entity? No comment. <laughs> you think it was the Marquis of Waterford then? I'd like to. Because he's painting the town red at the same time. Yes. And yeah. the mayor suspected him. Yeah. So what do you think was happening? Do you think he was just like jumping out and scaring people and then the, yeah, the story kind of grew legs? Yeah, I think it's an exaggeration, the whole nine foot thing. Yeah. But And the br- the glowing eyes. <laughs> or do you think he could do that? I mean, he's rich, isn't he? Like they're all... <laughs> there's something up. This is that? just evil Batman yeah. from the 1800s. Um, I don't know. I'm thinking, you know, the uh, it could be potentially something like actually just on his, on his costume. It mightn't actually be glowing. They could be reflective. They could just be, you know, brightly colored. Yeah, I personally like to believe it's a supernatural entity that's kangaroo jumping and scaring people. <laughs> um, no, to be honest, yeah, I probably, it probably was the Marquis of Waterford. What if the Marquis of Waterford summoned it? Maybe. I mean, he was probably part of some cult being rich and young. <laughs> it's just funny to me that he was in London at the same time. Like the same year, around the same time period, the, the, the painting the town red story is <laughs> at the same time as the spring Heel Jack story. Imagine he painted Spring-Heeled Jack red. <laughs> like he ran across him and just... There's like these red footprints. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's one of these stories that um, it grew legs. We were saying about Charles Dickens earlier. And it's like, he goes and he writes a Christmas story. And he's just like, ghosts. I'm going to fill this with ghosts. Yeah, but that's the way it was. Yeah. It, like Christmas stories used to be ghost stories. That's how it was. Like you yeah. just sit around this this fire and tell spooky stories. I mean, it makes sense because it's such a like, dark time of the year. Absolutely, yeah. Like the 21st, which was yesterday is like the darkest day of the year isn't it or it's the shortest day it's the so shortest it's day so dark it's, for the longest yes, the darkest one um so and people would just solstice. tell stories you know spooky mm. stories makes sense i hope you all enjoyed that episode that's everything we have on spring jack if there's anything i missed or that you thought was interesting let us know at paranormal hotline podcast at gmail.com but yeah i hope you all have a wonderful new year and we'll talk to you soon bye bye